Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode four of the Homestead UK podcast. It, I'm Alan, I'm joined by my mate Mike. Hey. Hey, Mike, you all right? We want to warn everyone we've had a little show about. <laughs> <laughs> and we're now operating machinery. Operating not, every machine. Not to be recommended. <laughs> no, we're, Alan's drunk, I'm not. Uh, no, we're not really. Uh, We've been living off the fat of the land today, mate. We've been, mate, been, been land, great yeah, to so. see you. Oh, it's lovely to see you too. So we've just had the most amazing venison stew that Mike cooked. It was beautiful. It was lush, wasn't it? it was really, really tasty. And a little sherbet over, over dinner, of course, as you do. As you do. All and, your uh, favourite beer, mate. You know? My favourite beer is very, very good of him. So I really appreciate that. So it's really nice. And we're now in the workshop of dreams, aren't we? We are. 30.5 by 21, mate. That's all I'm trying to remember here. <laughs> 30.5 by 21. That's all I'm saying. Is that 21.5 by 30? Don't start, mate. It was hard <laughs> enough after a day's work here. Coming here and mucking around. 21, look who it is. Yeah, so we're out in the workshop of dreams and we are making nuke boxes, aren't we, for catching some swans? We are making nuke boxes. Mm. And what's more is, apart from the price of a box of screws and those yellow things that you put on the entrance, we're making them for free. Yeah. That's my kind of making. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, what we're trying to do is make little beehives, basically, which we're going to put up and catch some swarms in with a bit of luck. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously uh, we had quite a lot of losses, so yeah. this is a way of us trying to recoup some of that. Yeah. And it just covers so many bases, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So many bases. Yeah. Right. Am I right to cut this? Yeah, now? it's going to get a little bit noisier now, but you can listen to the bandsaw noise. I think it's and, not uh, too bad, but you might start squealing. Not squealing, all right. So there's the bandsaw on the go, and he's away now. I'm not as good as you. Straight on that straight line, mate. That's all right, don't you? That's really good, yeah. So there's the bandsaw. And, uh, I reckon that's going to sound... Do you remember when we were doing drilling in here? Yeah, I do, People yeah. People go, that's not, that's a drill, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a load of noise and I shouted at them. Uh, we, we cut a nice end panel there for the new box, though, which is really good. So that's, right. Was that the end panel I've there? Got one more to do. got one more to do. Yeah. One more and then we can start putting things together. Nice. Okay. All right. And the idea then is we're going to bake these up with, with old comb and lemongrass oil we talked about last time. And uh, put those up nice and high, try and catch some swarms later on this year. Yep, well, right soon actually, back in the next few right. weeks, really. really? Next yep, one. Go for it. Yeah. So the blades come loose by the looks of it, so we're not just going to have to repair that now. But we'll just... No, I'm not going to cut it by hand. We'll cut it by hand that last little that bit. Last little smidge. Right, yeah. With my Japanese pull saw. Oh, get him. All right. Well, this is... What's quite... a Japanese pull saw? It's a saw that cuts on the pull. Oh. And it's also flexy, so that if you were doing a bit of flush oh, cut, wow, that's you can really flexible. give it a bit of that. Yeah. It's like a pallet knife. Yeah. And they're about eight quid. Wow. All right. And they're really nice. Yeah. And they're disposable. But you can buy great big ones. Right. Um, but what, what this does I like, which is nice, mm -hmm. which I've talked a bit about before, is power tools break. Yeah. Don't mean, we can't, don't mean we can't carry on, bro. Yeah. <coughs> so, cut the end panel there, and then what we're going to do is obviously stick them together and make a little box. But we'll put some pictures up. Did you, you put some pictures up already, didn't you? Um, on Facebook, I've put some pictures up of me making them. I don't know if right. I've put any of the finished ones. Well, I'll on, get some but... pictures of some finished ones before I go, and we'll get them up on the Facebook. Yeah, and it, what's, well. what's been nice is that we were talking about this, and I know Peter, 
chap who does yep. a lot of the rescue hen stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's put his nuke box that he bought some package bees up, hopefully making stuff. There's my daughter out there. Yeah, that's perfect. Star, she's going to be a silent star of the show today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so you're saying Peter was asking about it, wasn't he? Yeah, and um, we're, we're, we're currently engaged in a competition now. We're, we're having a swarm off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're having a swarm off. So much so that I thought I might even get a video of my last year's swarm and pretend it was this year's. He's so cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> no, what would be nice is that I actually don't know where Peter lives. But I, I think, think he's not West Sussex. West or Sussex. Not far from us, yeah. So it'd be, yeah. It would have been interesting <laughs> to have people from different parts of the country maybe yeah. seeing if there was some temperature variation or whatever. We're on the back of a fortnight of really hot, blisteringly hot for this time, time of the year yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that we're in swarm place yet. I think what we'll have is after the next bout of inclement weather, yeah. maybe we might well, I've start I've heard to of swarms already this year. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the lads at work was telling me he's, he knows of people having swarms already right. this year. Right, well, we, so. we, if, I'm genuine now. If anyone's got any. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And with 100 miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're definitely in the market for bees, and I've been clearing out the old hives as well, trying to get those sorted out. And yeah. That's quite, big, that's quite a big job. Isn't it? It's going to be a big job. It's going to be, you know, not particularly pleasant job. But getting it away before the wax moth move in, basically. Yeah. What I don't want is the wax moth moving in because I've had trouble with them damaging, particularly the poly hives in the past. Well, I've been slightly addicted to Facebook Marketplace. Okay. And I've picked up two undercounter freezers, which is <laughs> at work. Okay. So if people don't know, if you want to put your old combs while yep. you're not using them through the freezer for yep. a for a week or so, that'll kill any wax moth that might oh, yeah. be in there already. So yeah. if, if you want, I've got a whole spare one. Right. I don't know if we've got then. any yet, but it will save us getting any, yeah. certainly. Um, obviously, yeah. you've just got to be careful because the combs go really brittle in there, don't they? Well, what I might do is clear out the worst of it first because there's a few manky patches on some of them. Right, yeah. <clears throat> clear out the worst of that first and then perhaps bring what's left up and let you let you do that because I want to try and preserve as much of that comb as we can, but obviously... There you go, Don't want to store anything that's going to mould in the box and send nah. everything else mouldy, do we? You know, <clears throat> potentially some of it's going to be stored for quite a while, isn't it? So there we go. Look, blades back on. Get in. Get that. Oh, and right. it's coming off again. Well, that's why he did it. So he's currently doing repairs on the bandsaw. Well, we're just having a look. This is yeah. my little hobby bandsaw, and well, we've, I've started talking about it now, so I might as well keep going about yeah. it. So I'm not. A, funny enough, despite the podcast, I don't like. I don't do a lot of things on the internet anymore. You know. I don't use it. I haven't got a big virtual life. No. But one of the things I found really, really interesting is what people get rid of and things like that. And I was talking, I actually put a post about it this week because, you know, I've been up to the boot fair and I was talking mm. about people about getting kitted oh, out. Yeah, and saw, it's yeah. incredible the bargains you can get, oh. especially for hardware and tools. Yeah. So if you're someone who hasn't, if you don't own a hammer, I'm going to leave that now because I'm doing my dinner. I've got yeah. some wheel alignment to do there. If you're someone who hasn't got many tools and you want some, I think you can buy tools of a better quality for next to nothing, which will last you your whole life, and then you can pass them on to someone else and it will last them their whole life as yeah. well. And, yeah. you know, case in point would be, I went, I, I really wanted a claw hammer. I just didn't own a claw hammer, so I went, oh. I, but, and, it, and, and I got three claw hammers for 50 pence. All right, at the boot fair. Right, okay, so you're doing something different to what I've seen. 
Right. In that case, because I typically go and see those old tall places thinking they're going to be cheap. Right. And then I look at them and go, yeah. I can buy a brand new one for, yeah. I know not the same quality, but. So I bought three <coughs> for 50 pence. Here's one, which I've oiled the handler. Oh, wow, yeah. That's a braids, which yeah. is a, you can't buy a better yeah. wood handled claw hammer yeah. than a braids. Made yeah. in England from Sheffield Steel. Yeah. It's probably 60 years old. Yeah. Rock solid. Yeah. So I bought one that size. I don't even know where the others are. They're in here somewhere. Yeah. I've, I'm doing my daughter up a toolbox oh. for going away and things like that. So, mm. but honestly, and there were some guys there when I went there this week who were like, "Take what you want. I don't want to take it home." Oh really? It was, okay. it was like that. Oh, okay. You know, there was elements of that going on. So yeah. I, I was more than pleased to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. I bet, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I. This isn't something I've I know I've known how to, to do, mm. finding tools and restoring and using hand tools. This is something I've learned in the last ten years or five years yeah. probably. Yeah. It's just something that I'm interested in mm. and, and it make like this job here, we're gonna use these tools today and yeah. and just having this little tiny shed. I, I know I've probably talked about it before, but it's just such a valuable resource. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you ain't a, a handy person. I'd just rather, you know, be able to make something myself. Yeah make use of the opportunities and learn yeah learn skills and and everything about using old hand tools isn't there well you know i can see that i can see the appeal i have to say yeah so we're going to be into the restoring of them but i can see why you want to use them well yeah. you have to know how to sharpen them yeah, yeah there is that yeah but this you know to, to go and buy a standy claw hammer now it's probably going to be 15 pound for a nice one yeah and yeah. it won't be as good as that yeah and so i know what yeah. i'd rather yeah. Do, yeah you know makes sense i mean and that's yeah. a screwdriver in it <laughs> A screwdriver? Look at that. Oh, it was a chisel. No, it's a cabinet screwdriver. <laughs> cabinet maker screwdriver. Wow. And I'll just... That's a hefty piece of kit. That, yeah, and, you know, you pick up a set of these, and this is before Phillips was invented, so they go yeah. down in various sizes. Yeah. You know, you pick up a set of them, and they might be rusty and what have you, but wire, wool, and sandpaper. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Chisel, scrape down all the paint off. Yeah. Bothered. This is me now. This was, this yeah. was nice, but... Yeah. You know, Sheffield Amazing. Steel... How old do you reckon? 130 years old, probably, or something. Well, yeah. yeah, he's but they're, good but they're better than any. You know, when you go on eBay and you buy some cheap screwdrivers yeah, yeah. and they and yeah. they burn the threads and then the yeah. top. This is never going to happen. Yeah. No. yeah. So anyway. Yeah, lovely. Oh. I could talk about old tools a lot. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I definitely would. So, so what we're going to do next? So we're making these boxes. We've got the sides cut, haven't we? We've done the sides done and the we've sides. done the front and back. And what yeah. we're going to do now is we're going to measure out and mark up. Where the sides go, yep. and then we're going to drill out three pilot holes on each side yep. and put them in. Um, but what we'll probably do is, as we go through the podcast, we'll stop and start a bit. I think, I think we probably need to. But just before we do, just a quick note on the dimensions that you've cut. Yep. So if someone else wanted to have a go at this, yeah. Well, it does depend on what size frame you're using. It does right. So we're using, <clears throat> we're making five frame nuke boxes. Yeah. And. The easiest thing to do, there's loads of plans online, yep. which I have shared. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is to get an existing one and just measure how deep is it and how mm. wide is it, and then make sure you're in. It doesn't matter what size it is on the outside. It's yep. the internal dimension. Yeah. And why is that, just in case anyone's not aware? Um, obviously, because the frames are a standard size. Yeah. And what we're trying to do, it, to a certain extent, is maintain this space, which is known as the B space, which is... A certain di uh, certain aperture or gap 
that if it's too big, the bees will attempt to build extra comb mm -hmm. in it. And if it's too small, they can't fit through it. Yeah. And it's there's quite a bit of tolerance actually. Yeah. It's not a, it's not within a mil. It's within about five mil okay. actually. Right. Um, and we so we normally aim for six mil, wouldn't we? As a gap, as the as the yeah, but if bee space. Yeah, but yeah. between five and eleven. Oh, so what okay. I'm saying is there's right. quite a lot of tolerance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the bees aren't going to be in these forever. No. So for, for us, it works that we can we can knock these up, and yeah. if they're a little bit out, which these are going to be out, yeah. you know, because we're using offcuts and scraps yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but it just means that you you you've got some control about it not getting all um, full of brace comb. Yeah. Is what the bees would build. So out for our deep frames, then the sides. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Forty-six point five by thirty-two. So the two sides are forty-six by thirty-two. So that's 46 wide, 32 deep, yeah? That's right. And then and then the front and back is 21 by 13 and a half. And that extra one and a half centimetres yeah. where the fronts are dropped, yeah. there will actually be, that's where the lugs of the frames will sit on and we're going to put in a, a rebated piece of timber each side. It's quite yeah. hard to explain, yeah. but we'll show some photos. In effect, we'll have a piece going up the side, which isn't going to quite reach the top. No. And what we'll do is attach another piece of wood to make that space up. Yeah, yeah. And that will leave space then yeah. for the frames to sit on the two ledges either end. Right? Yeah, that is. And yeah. one thing I have seen is that there people say that you can just do all of that out of sheet goods. Yeah. But it does depend on the length of the rebate of the frames that you're using. So right, American okay. framed hives yeah. have got short lugs. Okay. And you can buy short lugs. I believe Langstroth hives have got short lugs. Which is why the American frames are short. Yeah. Most whereas whereas I know that the ones that we're using yeah. have got lugs which are, which are probably... Couple you're looking at probably four... No, they're longer than two centimetres now. They're probably four, Couple nearly inches. five. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um... Yeah, so they're 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 probably double. So yeah, three and up, three point seven. Yeah, which is why we've left seven is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why we've left yeah. that extra one and a half front yeah. and back. So yeah. we've got a bit of we have got a bit of play. Yeah, that's all right. What you don't want is them fitting too tight because that makes it a nightmare to get them in and out. Yeah, and that the bees don't like that when you're fitting and they're temporary, them. aren't they? Yeah, you know we, yeah. we've seen and you know let's let's get get real as well. We could have bought them for about sixty pounds. Yep, about sixty quid. Yeah. And and that and that's not that's that's polythene uh, polystyrene. polystyrene ones. You, can buy. you can probably buy a wooden one for seventy quid or something. Yeah, I've, I've seen no, I've seen them for cheaper. I've seen, I've also seen some made out of like that. Is it Corex or something like yeah. that? Which is just like the plastic yeah, they use for road signs, road uh, signs um, and, for sale signs. That's it for sale signs and all, and for yeah and stuff like uh, ring binders and that kind of thing. Similar sort of plastic you might, might see for some of those, yeah. which would do the job. And they're really quite cheap, actually. I've seen them for less than 20 that, quid. Yeah, and I think that people do make their own yep. and sell them on eBay. I've definitely seen some for sale for less than 30 quid on eBay as well, but they're standard deep. And we want the deep yeah, and they'll, ones, and they'll only be made out of what we're doing here, won't yeah. they? Yeah, I, yeah. I, they probably won't be that yeah. thick. No. They probably won't be. This no. is 18 mil, making this out of 18 mil Baltic shutter imply. Yeah. And you can get an 8 by 4 sheet of that for about £40 pounds from yeah. Juicens, yeah. if you're in the UK. Um, and you reckon if you're in America, you're going to be going what? Yeah, because timber is cheaper there, even though it's yeah. going up. Yeah, timber in the UK yeah, yeah. is it's bananas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. bonkers bananas, isn't it? Yeah, in my humble absolutely. Opinion, but it's what it is, and we've just got to roll with that. But you're using offcuts and scraps and things like that. All of it. And really. and for the we're only going to use the really good quality stuff for the sides, aren't we? And yeah, yeah. So the front, back, and the sides. And then for the floor and for the roof, we're going to use something that's a little bit less. Well, we use pallets, mate. Use pallets. Yeah, that was nearly the name of the podcast once, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, that's what we're going to do. In effect, that's it. Look, and we've got yeah. a bit of tolerance and play. And yeah. the other reason this is good is we can look. You know, if we cut that wrong, we can we just can, slide it in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't make no odds. I matter on the outside. And I can tell you something. 
These won't give them monkeys. No, they won't care, no. <laughs> no, no um, so you, and you reckon out of one of those eight by four sheets of 40 quid, you could make four sets of front backs and sides? I think sides, you could you? definitely, uh, front back and side, yeah, and maybe some of the additional bits. Yeah. What The, the bits that we're using, like bits of pallet and stuff like that for, are the lugs, mm -hmm. uh, not the lugs, the, um, the, the what, I, what is in effect the rebated carry yeah. handles. Yeah. And I have one at the front and one at the bottom. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I'll run a um, piece of batten along the bottom so that the floor isn't touching anything wet, it's yeah. sitting off the floor. So I yeah. make those and I'll do them on the little cheap table saw. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> it will cut a good straight edge. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what we wanted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of those things we're just making out of scrap wood, which I've picked up. So bits of old fence panel and mm. posts, any old bits of two by four. Now, yeah. I, I am at a farm now. So yeah, of course. Yeah, you've got there's timber there. <coughs> but there are pallets everywhere. Yeah. And the worst that you're going to do is take a pallet apart and stick bits of it together. Yeah, I have to say, buying a pallet breaker is a really good shout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have some good one. success. Yeah, well, we've got one, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah and that, that's really good for breaking up the pallets and using the timber that way. That is a great call. The thing about what we're making here is, if you can't even be bothered to break your pallets, all the that is actually the bit that fits in between. So, you know, if you don't even want to undo it, oh, you yeah, just yeah. want to cut in between the blocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's in between the block. No way. Yeah. So the edges, <laughs> you can make it all without, you just get your jigsaw out. Jigsaw out, leave run all, it down Leave the all the middle nail bits in, yeah. bosh it in, amazing. have a garden incinerator, get your marshmallows on, amazing. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah, because that's 40 what? 47? 42 and a half, wasn't it, we said? Yeah, so. We're six and a half, sorry. 46 yeah, and a half. So that just is just yeah, in between. Yeah. yeah. So it's all good. So, so the plan then is we're going to get as many of these up as we can and try and make up for the losses we had over the winter. Or yeah. catching some bees. Well, this is what it's all about. And uh, certainly the swarm boxes we've got out already have had some interest. Yeah. One of the old hives I've got out has had quite a lot of interest. Scouts going in and out and yeah. bees robbing out the little what's left of the honey inside. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's looking it's looking positive for the season ahead with a bit of luck. Hopefully, mate. Yeah. Right, we'll have a little five minutes there, yeah. will we? All right. Because we're going to make some noise now. Nice one. This is sitting there as well. Yeah, exactly. So we're back again and we're um we're just putting together these boxes now. So just to stop the recording there. A couple of quality bit, craftsmen. Doing mate. a bit of drilling and we don't want to just keep battering your ear holes with like big sounds of power machinery and drills and whatever going on. So what we've done is we've marked up the holes for the pilot holes for the, the box we're making. It's looking really good. We drilled those on, on the pillar drill. Uh, now we're just going to start sticking it together basically or screwing it together presumably. Yeah, I mean you could, you could use nails if you want. Yeah. But, you know... I think the screws work better. So that's yeah. going to just go like that. Yep. You can take your that bit if you want. And then yep. you can Sit see where the frame... We're recording as you know, well having a time. Do you want to, do you want to um, go around that side? Because you can show people that if you've got a frame, it makes the old process a bit yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a frame laid in place here, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, then, so we've got the frame laid on there. And then we've got the little rebate at the top here. I'll show put some pictures of this no, up. I better not be in that, mate. I'm telling you that mate, now. I don't want to break my camera. You're fine. Good. Perfectly safe. And then down the side, just for a bit of strength and a bit of something to carry it on as well, isn't it? Get yeah. little handles, basically. That's it. There we go. Okay, so. Jobs are good. That's what's going on there. I'm just going to pop that down because that'll be making all kinds of racket with me carrying that phone around. All right. There we go. All right. I'll come out. Okay, so we're going to just we're going to whack. We just we'll put these in after. Yeah. Oh no, I tell you what, we put these in first. As well, that goes there. Yeah. Goes Makes sense. So while we're doing that, do you want to just tell me a little bit about what you've been up to? It's been busy times, mate, in the yeah. old in the old farm. Yeah. Um, learning so much is unbelievable. Yeah. But for like 
for people who are getting started, as I've said before, it's the same really. What I'm trying to do is work out, um, you know, how much of things to grow and how much money I need to spend. That needs to be offset there. Do you remember we said we yep. wanted that little gap there? Yep. So as long as we make sure that that's there. Yep. And, cool. then that, and then that one can go right to the top. Yep, that's it. Does that work? That's it. Is that... that we hold that in place so you can screw No, no, it I just want to see the gaps. So as I'll long think... as we offset this by about four mil, yep. it'll be all right. Cool. It's the easiest way to do yeah, it. Yeah, so, like you, so you've been learning loads then. Learning loads, mate. And, um, you know, I know that I'm going to make lots of errors along the way and stuff like that. But but um, the polytunnel is really starting to grow things. Yeah. There. I'm worried about the quality of the soil in there. I think yeah. it's going to take a few years before I get it exactly yeah. right. Um, I need some four by four screws, mate. So oh, if you could, no, it's all right. Look, they're there. It's easier if you come in, mate. All right. Um, um, but what what what's nice is that each little step of the way, something's happening positive, you know. Yep. So the so the um, oh, this isn't a good idea. Cheers. Cheers. So, uh, <laughs> Sammy Gill. Who are you? Um, I'm just looking for some four by fours. I've got some in here somewhere. No, I've got a new bag. Um, so th there's been loads of sewing and. And I don't know why, because I know it's going to happen. But you, you're always like, I wonder if it's going to grow. I wonder <laughs> if it's going to grow. And to of course it does. It. And of course it does grow. You know, but it, there's I still get that amazing buzz when things come out yeah. of the ground. Yeah. You know. So today I saw my first potatoes, shoots. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. been in. They've been in for maybe three weeks. Some of them, but to see that, yeah, it's like. God. I haven't done everything. <laughs> He's I, haven't, be all right. I haven't mucked it all up. Oh, you know, the, and, and that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, but I have that little buzz all the time. Um, so today I saw the first potatoes. I also saw the first apple blossom. Yep. Is out today. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to commit to saying I saw the carrots. So I think there could still be weeds coming up. Oh, so okay. I'm going to wait. Um, but the carrots which are in the polytunnel were my biggest worry, really, because yep. of the quality of the soil. Yeah. Because um, it's a heavy clay. We've dug loads of them. We've rotivated. I didn't put too much organic matter on that because I didn't want them to fork. Yeah. But I don't know how they're going to be. No, but we'll see. Time will tell, mate. We yeah. will. We you'll will. learn from it and you'll do it we better will. next and time. And if, the if they come up and they, they've not managed to be able to force their way through that soil, yeah. I've bought a load of Paris Market Round, which if people don't know are... a golf ball sized they're carrot like a radish aren't they they're a golf ball sized yeah. carrot and they don't need depth of soil no. so you can so and and if that's what i can grow this year yeah i've got some contingency yeah you know um because it is it is tricky getting the soil depth right but yeah. but the rotivation did work really well so i'm hoping that it'll be okay good and um so there's been a lot of that i have planted so much fruit today especially yeah. so I don't know how much. Two forty meter rows of raspberries. Yeah. So there's, I don't know. How Not many. the best time of year to be to be planting fruit, really, is it? But no, it's probably the very last bit you can do. Yeah. I mean, and the fruit that we had was, um, it wasn't bare root. Okay. So it's helps. container. Yeah. Um. So so that's all that's right. Really. Better, yeah, yeah. 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 So that you know, I wouldn't want to be planting a bare root fruit tree now or anything like no. that. But yeah. red currants, black currants, gooseberries, blueberries, and raspberries all went in. Yeah. Today. Um, so that's that's all in now. The whole orchard and fruit is done now for the year. Mm. Um, the only other thing which has been really lovely is that um, you managed to get me them strawberries. Yeah. 
And we talked a little bit about. It. I think. I think in the episode you went, oh, "I might have some strawberries." I did. You did. Yeah. And, and, well, and... this comes back to one of the things I know you want to talk about a bit later on, which is a bit of thrift, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Defo. You know, we were clearing out my father-in-law's house because obviously he passed away before Christmas, as people know, will know. Oh, oi, oi, drill a killer, and um, you know, looking around the garden, and he was a, he was a keen gardener, mostly ornamentals, but he was a keen gardener. Like, so like myself. Yeah, Ornam- yeah. I'm ornamental. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me get this in straight. He, um, Before I drink right. too much. Yeah, so he had loads of like flowering plants around his garden. Yeah. I was looking around, I was like, I'd like to take a few, you know, obviously you leave most of it behind for the new people, don't you? But yeah. I wanted to take a few just to say we could add some of his plants in our gardens yeah. for, you know. I've got two more of these to those, run in. Those right? sort of uh, reasons. And then yeah. um, went around the, around the side of the bungalow, mate. Oh, mate look, I didn't spill your beer. So crap. What are you playing at? I don't know. That's going to smell nice. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, we're around the side of his house and there's like about 50, probably. There was 50, wasn't there? About 50 10 litre black pots. Yeah. I and mean, that's a fortune's worth of pots, never mind anything else. So um, rather than see that go to waste, oh, yeah, I couldn't leave it behind. It's going to smell like a brewery here, <laughs> Your wife's going to wonder what you've been doing out here, mate. <laughs> and um, rather than go to waste, obviously we couldn't leave them there for the new people moving in. We had to get rid of them. And it was like, well, they could go in the skip or down the tip or wherever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, actually, knowing him, yeah, there'll be some good plants in there somewhere. So yeah. it's just a question of waiting and seeing what comes up. Yeah. And that is proven to be the case. That's but only just. But there were also like dozens and dozens of strawberry plants. Well, I would say... I gave you about 15 pots, didn't I? How many? And I would say, on average, there was yeah. four in each one. Was there really? Yeah. So you had a good sort of 50, 60 to strawberry plants in have you? Yeah, so how many's in that bed out there? Go and count them. How many's in that bed out there? I would say, I would say, there's four across. Yeah, so there's 32 there, and there's a there's another, probably the same. Yeah. At work. All right. And what I did was the ones I took to the farm. Mm. I all the little small ones. Yeah. And the idea is that I'm gonna just I'm not gonna expect any crop off them this year, but I might really try and encourage them to make runners. Yep. And then hopefully I can get a whole. Bed out. Whole of bed of as long as the strawberries that come out. I'm going to go tabletop, mate. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to make some tape. I'm going to make some yeah, tape yeah, using yeah, my nice. timber. Yeah. I'll that anyway. Very nice. Right. Very nice. So, yeah, so we managed to get those out of here. I've got quite a few little. Um, Did you have some? I've got a few. Right. But I'm, I'm all right for strawberry plants at the minute. My patch is looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they, I think the variety there was Florence, or at least there was they're a all, label for Florence. All, there was quite a lot of labels of was Florence. Right, okay. And I looked, at, looked them up. Yeah. And they are a. One that comes a tiny bit later, yeah. but crops more or less all, all through the year. All right, okay. You know, not an all-in-one-er. All right, well, I might keep a few in that case then, because well, my right. ones come, and they within about three or four weeks, they're all gone. Yeah, so that's what, oh. well, I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. I could be wrong, mate, you well, know I'll, what I mean? I should check it out myself. But yeah, I certainly I'm would. I'm sure you're right. I, I I'm sure you're right. I certainly would check it out you're, myself. You're like a professional gardener now, so I'm sure you're right. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> blagger well yeah definitely that professional blagger definitely mate that. right last three of this oh, so those poles we cut though yeah they in they've gone in at the allotment are they the, are they, are they, the, are they the wonder of the people oh where'd you get them oh, from every time mate really? every time yeah yeah people come past so you're, you know I love your raised beds and your well, so you need cages to, and that so. you, need, you need to be cutting a couple of hundred of them next year and then yeah. selling them by the well, ten maybe yeah Maybe. Well, you could do, couldn't you? So, what, I, what I'm slowly doing now is putting cages over the whole allotment. Yeah, lovely. Um, but what I will do is not. I don't know what I'm doing. Whole three thing. in each of this is a bit overkill. Yeah. Here we go. They ain't going to move anywhere, is it? No, they aren't. I 
I'll tell you yeah, what. So I've got... If old Carl, Carl saw this woodwork, I reckon he'd be like, what, what the hell's going on there? Yeah, oh, it's working, mate. It's doing a job. It's custom, um, mate. Look at that. Yeah, it's really custom. That's gonna look, they look really good when they're done. Get a bit of paint on there. Hide all the, hide all the little sins. I'll be getting the filler out, mate. <laughs> I'll be getting the filler out. <laughs> filler on it, bro. Um, but no, the pole's looking really good. I've got to buy some cross beams because I like to use the tile button for that because it's just yeah. easier. Square, in it? Yeah, and then I can just screw that in and then level it all off and then chop the tops off. Right. And I haven't yet done any... I, when I did them before, I did some kind of brace pieces in the corners. Right. Just cut a bit of angle and then braced it down into the ground and screwed that into the post at the top and down into the side of the raised bed at the bottom. Yeah. It just gives it a little bit of extra rigidity. Right. I'm looking for a bit of timber, oh. sorry. It's, all right. it's probably under there, mate, under all your screws. There we go. Oh, that's a bit um, long, isn't it? A bit long, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. Oh. The old Japanese pull yeah. saw, take care of that. Yeah. So, um, so that, but that's looking really good. And I've got, it's a good job because I've got some Oregon sugar pop, um, well, plug plants are now, they're getting quite big. So They all, never fail, do they? They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I want to get them in and I'll sew another bed next to it. That's what I want to do. Same. Won't be this weekend because I've got them on, but next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Succession. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll have about, I'll have probably be about a month, six weeks in between the two crops. I'll put mine in the tunnel. Yeah. All of the stuff that was in the drain, uh, the guttering I've put out now. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do that whole sliding them in malarkey. Well, it was quite a long bit of guttering. It was pretty long, wasn't it? Four, yeah. five, four, four and a half metres. Yeah. It was a bit wobbly, but, um, yeah. but I managed to get them in. I just done them by hand at the end. Yeah. They've, they've gone in really nice, actually, and they are looking really healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm cutting pea sticks tomorrow at the woods. All right, nice. So as part of the estate, there's, there's, there's loads of timber there, and more and more, I'm trying to get the gentleman who owns it mm. to see that we could buy it, Yeah. but we could make it. Yeah. And... Sometimes you just have to buy it. Yeah, of course I get you that. Do. I yeah. get that. But I like the look of the more natural supports anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously they biodegradable. And yeah. we're trying to keep our yeah. environmental footprint down. Yeah. And obviously not making things out of plastic, which yeah, they might last a few seasons, but they've come from a fossil fuel, and yeah. they're gonna and they're gonna only end up damaging the environment yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So if we can use natural things mm -hmm. for a day's work, going to cutting 60, 70 pea yeah. sticks, which I'll have to do tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and and I've, I'm cutting more posts for raspberry straining wires. Yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow. It'll probably take me five or six hours. Yeah, um, and I when when I coppiced um, the uh, the silver birch, we made a dead hedge. Yeah, so I've got a whole hedge made out of the tops of birch because oh, all the logs we yeah. used. So it might be that I disassemble some of that because yeah. they're perfect pea sticks. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. won't have any yeah. growth on either. Yeah. And they might be a bit brittle, some of them, but they'll be all right. So when you're cutting these pea sticks, yeah. you're cutting birch mainly or hazel? I would cut birch. I would love hazel if I had it, right. but I haven't. Right. So mine will probably be sweet chestnut. Okay. Because that's what that's I've what got. got yeah. That's what I've got. Yeah. I could walk around and find all sorts of things, but the only other thing that there is, that there was a whole load of at the woods I'm at is there was a load of rhododendron that before yeah. I started managing it, it was managed and it got sprayed and taken yeah. out. There's loads of dead rhododendron. Okay. Which is not actually that bad. Right. Um, it's quite a good burning timber, but yeah. um, obviously it's quite brittle now because it's been down on the floor for quite a long time but again peas don't care no but so when going back to the pea sticks idea again yeah because i know because i do a bit of gardening that if i went along to my black currant bushes mm. now and snapped a bit off and stuck it in the ground mm. it would start sprouting yeah and it would probably grow root yeah and i'll probably have another black currant yeah, bush nice. right in a few yeah. in a few yeah. months all right yeah nice 
Is that likely to happen with birch or not? Not this time of the year. Right, okay. Um, I think that if I'd have... And, <laughs> and not birch probably at all. No. no. Maybe willow. Yeah, willow would, definitely. Maybe willow. Definitely yeah. willow would. Um, hazel might, I think. I, I think hazel <laughs> might make you think it is. Yeah, and then not. And then I think it would die. Okay. So I think that yeah. what would happen is if you cut some hazel poles and put them in, the leaves might sprout. Yeah. Especially, and they would do that this yeah. on the end. You think, oh, that's taken root, that has. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it would have enough um, yeah. enough ability to set root. Um, but yeah, there are certain trees that would, and more shrubby ones, and maybe you get lucky with hazel. So, so the, the moral of the story is definitely don't do it with willow because that will almost certainly sprout and grow roots and grow. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. I mean, there's different ways that you could get around that. Though you could put something on them to kill them, mm -hmm. or you could cut your pea sticks and then stack yeah. them up so they are dead, and yeah. then plant them in the yeah. ground. Um, but I, I think that the stuff that I'll use will either be dead, and I don't. And I'm pretty sure sweet chestnut won't take off yeah. of that. So, so and then, but then going to People might Other not, people. People might not actually know what pea sticks are. Okay. Right. So, oh. so pea sticks are twiggy uh, second or third year growth, yep. which you stick into the ground next to your peas, and they use it as a support to climb up. Yep. That's exactly what they yep. are. The only thing that you have to be careful of, and you know, is how high are your peas going to grow? Because yep. they can't really grow much higher than your pea sticks. So if, if you're planting Oregon sugar pod, I would say four foot. Yep. About four foot. Yeah. If you're doing meteor, which is the early pea I'm doing, they're about one and a half foot. Mm. They're only a dwarf kind of, oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. they're an early. Yeah. But Hurst Green Shaft, which are coming after them, yeah. then they're they're about five and a half, six foot pea. Okay. Yeah. And so rather than have to cut new loads more, I'm actually going to cut six foot. Yeah. And, and let the meteor do what they can. Yeah. And then when I take them out, then I'll put the other ones on. Yeah. The right, other ones in. In the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Anyway. Okay, well, that sounds good. So cutting the piece six, and if people haven't got access to the woods that like you've got, obviously you can go and buy canes down at the garden centre. Yep, they'll sell you canes. They'll probably charge you a few quid for them. I imagine. I don't they're, imagine they're cheap. They're, they're, they're quite expensive. But, I imagine they would be. Yeah, but and this is something I've been looking at because I'm going to need some canes. Yeah. I can't at the moment. I can't get enough canes to grow my runner beans and French beans, mm. which are coming soon. But you can grow. You can buy British grown bamboo now. Yep. So it's not imported. Mm. So maybe you could look out for that. Yeah. So that it isn't coming halfway around the planet. Or the other thing to do would be to look out for your neighbours doing their clearing out. And, yeah. you know, for this time of year, people might be clearing away the hedges they've cut. Well, we're lucky at where you work now. I don't work there anymore, but right. there's loads of bamboo. Isn't there? Oh, there's loads of bamboo, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to do a bit of I don't know if any of it's big enough for what you need it for. I'd suggest you go and get some. But... Whether it, no, it is. Is it? We, we used to use it. Yeah, it's That's quite whippy though now. Not, not so much of a thick growth at the moment. We've had all the good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's loads of little growth. Tell you what though, you know, yeah. thinking down the line, it don't take long to grow. No. You could definitely plant bamboo in your yeah. house and then you could probably you be self-sufficient. You might live to regret it one day down the line. But yeah, you could. You could you just have to grow loads of rubber beans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bamboo's quite prolific, so you'd be, 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 be careful with that. But... um. Certainly it's an option. So cutting your pea sticks, that sounds like a really good yeah, so activity. That's tomorrow. And then also the um, the other thing I'll be cutting tomorrow are those supports for the runner beans. Yeah. Uh, not runner beans, sorry, for the fruit. So I'm intending on netting my fruit. Yeah. Um, and I've bought some netting, mm -hmm. fruit netting, which goes over the top of the whole um, row. It's yep. a long piece of net. Yeah. So it's 200 metres long, actually. Yeah, nice. But we'll cut it in half. Yeah. And then I think it's eight metres wide. So we're hoping that that will go over yeah. two rows because okay. they're quite close together. Yeah. So from floor up across the 
supports that I'm making yep. across the top and then down the other side, yeah. just to cover the raspberries. Yeah. I'm not that worried about the black currants, if I'm honest with you, because no. black currants, I know the birds will start them, but there's yeah. going to, I mean, I've planted, so many. I've planted so many. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they're, I'm not going to get many of them this year anyway. No, I wouldn't think so. No, no. Not this year. But the blueberries I might cover. Yeah. yeah. I love blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good, mate. I've got to say. So I've been, I've been admiring my tomatoes mostly, mate. I've oh, got to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, Someone's you know, got to, haven't they? You know, I you know, I've got, got a love for my tomatoes. Someone's got to say. admire them, mate, and they what? They are, they are looking particularly resplendent at the moment, oh, I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah, growing Very up good. nice. And so, what tell. Now, they're not mine, are they? But every year we joke that you grow 9,000 tomatoes <laughs> and I don't grow any. Yeah. I might beat you this year, you, but, but, you, but they're not mine, remember. You well ought to beat me this year because yeah. I have literally done yeah. 24. Mountain Magic for outdoors yeah. at the allotment. Yeah. Twenty-four San Marzano for indoors Ooh, nice, in yeah. the greenhouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just a scattering of other little odds and sods that I have laying around, seed wise. Yeah. And I might keep a few, and then I'll sell the rest on the roadside to the neighbours as oh. they walk past. Ooh, very good idea. Yeah, and that will help pay for my seed because the Mountain Magic, because they're blight resistant, they're, the, they're that brilliant variety I had last year that yeah. grew through the blight. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic, but. And I've bought even... some, some blight resistant. Oh, yeah. Fandango. Oh, yeah. I've grown them before. Very good. F1, though. Yeah. So I can't save the seed. The same, same with the, the Mountain Magic, which is why I was going to say that even at the king's prices I get them at, which is Well, that's worth telling people, because some people, when they when they will look at these tomato seeds, they think, why why am I getting 10 for for four quid? Yeah. And, or 100 for yeah. 160. Yeah. So maybe you're much more of a tomato man, so maybe... Well, I think... The, the F1 bit is the key here. Um, F1, basically what that means is that they, it's a hybrid that they've, that's been created by the, gar the garden company, effectively. Yeah. Um, a lot of gardening and seed companies in particular, big business, you know, and they're, and they're growing these seed for sale. And what they're doing is they're developing all the time um, more and more modern varieties to deal with the modern climate. Um, you can also obviously get the heritage varieties, and if you're looking into seed saving, those are the ones you need to be looking at. What do they do? Um, they are basically, they'll come true to type. Yeah, so if yeah. you save the seed... If you save the seed, you'll grow the same plant again next year. And let's okay. be honest, a lot of those tomatoes are fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I, love, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love Gardener's Delight. I love yeah. the flavour on them. Yeah. love the flavour on them. I, see, I think you can get that flavour... Without yeah. compromising on the on the risk with of disease with the, yeah. with tomatoes in particular. Yeah. One thing you do need to be aware of is the potential for cross pollination. Oh, so right. when you're doing your hybrid your your um your heritage varieties, mm -hmm. particularly with I'm thinking like things like beans for example, which we've grown before. Yeah. I think there's a a, a distant spacing that they recommend of five meters there between them, different yeah. varieties to prevent the bee from going from one or the pollinator from going from one um, variety to another, yeah. and then cross pollinating, and then you end up with a hybrid bean. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, depending on what you're after. But um, could, if you're trying to keep them true to type, then yeah, you want to keep them separate. Could come up with the next big bean, though. You could, well, yeah. But the F1s are ones that have been bred specifically. So what they will have done is they'll have, they'll have cross-pollinated last year yeah. um, two plants, effectively, to create this one particular type of tomato, which is going to give us a seed that we want. And, and also would have increased vigour, probably. We will it? do, yeah. But the problem, then, that we get is that the seed that we get, if we sow, if I took a Mountain Magic tomato seed... Sowed it. And dro dried it out and sowed it, it would come back as one of the parent plants, yeah. not as the F1 not variety. Magic. Yeah, um, which means you and might... Apples are the same, aren't they? They are, yeah. And you, you, but you can get around it to a degree. You know, there's a possibility that, that some of the, the blight-resistant um, 
trait of the whichever parent plant it was might be retained, but there'll be something about that plant that people didn't like. Maybe the tomatoes weren't as good, or weren't as many, or I'm screwing. Go for it, mate. Go on, go for it. Um, and so what you'll then get, of course, is these seed companies will make profit on those those specialist seed they've produced. Yeah. And they'll sell them at an increased price because of that. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can't save the seeds, so every year you have to go back, go back and buy them. And I reckon this year, Mountain Magic seed cost me thirty p each. Wow. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting six in a packet for one pound eighty, even at the huge discounts I get through the through the uh, allotment society. That is a, that is a so lot. It's expensive, and for there for that reason, you need to make sure that you you tend to the, the tomato as well. So we, funny you enough, do need to they're get, resplendent. It, you do need to get your germination then down. You can't afford to be wasting that kind of cash. Well, that's why I had to be really careful that as soon as they germinated in the windowsill, moved them moved down into the greenhouse yeah. so they didn't get a yeah. chance to get fried. So I know that mine are behind <coughs> yours, obviously. Yeah. But um, I potted up my first tomatoes this yep. week. Nice. So they've got the first two true. They've got the first true leaves on. Yep. So they. That, but funny enough, that was the Roma. Okay. Which I would have thought being a. You know, a kind of Italian plum, they yeah. might be slower, but they have shot up for some reason. And um, one of the things that I've picked up on to over the last couple of weeks is something that um, Charles Dowding said, actually. Mm. There is something in the, in the plants like to grow together. Mm. There is something in yeah. it. And it, uh, there's obviously, if you just throw them all in, you know, they'll, they'll dampen off and they, yeah. they'll, you know, they yeah. won't last. But some of the ones where I've sown in trays, mm. open trays, yeah. have done much better than the ones where I've sown in individual plugs. Okay, it's interesting, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Yeah. Same compost. Yeah. Same depth of soil in yeah. most cases. Yeah. But where I'm doing maybe in a plug, which is separated from its neighbours, mm. two seeds. Yeah. They will come up, but nowhere near as fast as some of the others. So I suppose they're trying to outcompete the other seeds that might come up before them, might not they? Must be to do with that, but because I'm then going to prick them out and pop them all on, yeah. which is what I've done, they mm. seem to have had a much better start. You know, I would, I would still say, even despite that, that I would definitely still go down the modular route because they still come up perfectly well. Yeah, in yeah, my experience, they're, 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 and they're you doing know, great. And and so you know, the tomatoes that I've got, I've done in little, quite small modules initially yeah. to get them going, and they're now some of them in nine centimeter pots. Yeah, yeah, um, and some of them are. You know, over 20 centimetres tall. Um, oh, yeah, mine are. They're really nice. Two, really, two, yeah. two centimetres tall. Yeah, no, really, really <laughs> nice looking plants. What I do like about tomatoes is if they do get a bit leggy, sometimes what you'll get is if you've got not got quite enough light, Yeah. they will kind of shoot up towards the light really fast. They really want to get there, don't they? Yeah, but because you've got all those hairs down the side of the... Um, getting was, getting, getting worried there for a minute, close, mate. I was getting worried there. I was looking at that and thinking, well, I that, thought you mismeasured it that, for a minute. That, that, that's honest. a long way out, I thought, for even for me. You straighten out, mate, it'd be all right. Um, but yeah, if they do get a bit leggy, those hairs down the stems of the tomato plants, if you look really closely, those hairs will grow into roots if you put them underground. Yeah, so I always plant mine deep. And I always plant deep, absolutely, because actually that just gives them more opportunity to bring up nutrients and moisture. Yeah. So it can only be a good thing. So I always plant them down as far, almost right down to the first pair of leaves. Um, smells like a brewery already. Yeah, it's all right. it. It's could be worse, mate, couldn't it? Well, Smell like a fish market. Stale beer is not my ideal. <laughs> it's not my ideal aroma. <laughs> so the other thing is my dwarf beans I sowed a few weeks ago have now started coming up in this warm weather. Oh right, which is nice. And I've turned off the heating in the uh, greenhouse now as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll just keep an eye out for the overnight temperatures. Didn't sow any. Made an error. What do you mean? Didn't sow any dwarf beans. You didn't sow any dwarf beans. No, missed them. Oh. So what I've done is. 
my beans, but, my, but, but of course I'm gonna. Yeah. So what happened is I just missed them last, when I was doing that first lot of sewing. Yeah. I just didn't, they weren't on there. They're down for um, me to do in April, which is yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but when I looked through my first seed order, I didn't have any. Oh, wow. So um, I've got some now. Yeah. They, they're going in on Friday. Well, I've done purple teepee and they're up. I'm just starting to come up now. Yeah. So um, I'm a bit behind. Yeah, not, it won't be far behind though, and you'll catch up, imagine, if you're growing them indoors as well. Well, I was just going to do a few rows of those indoors yeah. while we wait for the others to grow our way up. You know, It'd be to... really interesting to see, because we always, we always talk about the climate, microclimate being different where you live to where I live. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see how much difference that polytunnel makes, because, and also well, it's not quite... I can tell you now, so... that polytunnel is going to grow like Billy yeah. over here. Yeah. It's so warm in there. Yeah. Um... I think that more than the heat, though, it's the protection from the wind. Mm. Because there is no wind in there at all, mm. if you have the sides down. Yeah, I had a lot of problems with wind burn last year, didn't you? Yeah. On the I mean, beans as well, funnily enough, wasn't it? I think keeping it, I think keeping it irrigated <laughs> is going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of watering to be done. Well, funny enough, the irrigation guy was in... I'll just bury those screw heads because then yeah. I fill them. Oh, okay. The irrigation guy was in because we've been looking at rainwater harvesting. Yeah. So they've, I mean, they have put some capital into it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So I think that just for the tunnel, there's two thirty thousand litre tanks gone in, <laughs> and they will do. They <laughs> will do swimming pools. Well, they will do a lot. Yeah. They will do a lot. You know that, and and then and then the idea is that this is all going to be thermostatically controlled, so the water that goes on the crops can be controlled from an app on my telephone even. Oh, wow. If I wanted to sit in bed and water most strawberries or something <laughs> like that. Um, but it will be based on meters um, that are in, in the soil. Yep. Um, and the idea is that, if I hold that out, can you do that top one? Yep. I really want that to go out there a bit, if it will, but I don't know if it will. That's it. That's it, lovely. Um, if we can, yeah, and so the moisture and the sides, which are go up and down, yep. you know, to, uh, to to aid ventilation and temperature, that's all thermostatically controlled. But to be honest with you, we've had some issues with the thermostats and everything like that. So at the moment they're on manual, mm. and it ain't no beef. No, 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 we're still manually watering. It ain't no yeah. beef. So that people have been growing food for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's sure. not really that bad. Is it? I was imagining you with a hose pipe, mate. I'm a bit disappointed, if I'm honest. Have you ever a hose? Have you ever watered a field of potatoes? <laughs> I, I've watered a greenhouse of impatiens before. Oh, God. I was a student. That was one of the things I did for a while as a student. That was a grim job, I tell you. Oh, I bet that was pretty yeah. harsh, wasn't it? It was a bit, yeah. Really? They were growing flowers for Sainsbury's, this nursery I was working at, and it, yeah. was, it was literally thousands of them. Got any old green fingers, you? Yeah. You're a professional horticulturalist back in the day. I was very briefly, yeah, but only as a student. I'm not sure that counts. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Well, I want three more there. We'll just do this side and flip it over and right. stretch it out. Yeah, nice. So, um, take your shape, so, you Yeah, looking really good now, isn't it? So, other than that, you've been up to much, or we... Um, what? On the farm? Well, other than the farm, maybe. Let's, um, any other things like... So, I've certainly been... I know I talked a bit about venison that I've got oh, access yeah, to, so yeah. I've been oh, able to do that, me. which we've eaten some of today. Yeah, it's so good. I was working out the, you know, the economics of it, and for my family to eat venison every week, yeah. I need about three deer. Mm-hmm. A year, yeah? A year, yeah. And so other things that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is I've become a little bit of a Facebook marketplace junkie, I have to say. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I was just chatting about it earlier, but I don't buy anything. No. I just get free stuff. <laughs> so, you know, 
someone's throwing out a freezer which works. Yeah. I'll just go and get it. And I've even, I mean, you know, live. I live in a very small village, mm. and obviously you can set where you see things from. I ne- I don't even go as far as Eastbourne. Do you not? No, because it's too far. Yeah. So literally, Horham, Hailsham, yeah. yeah, and and they're the two towns, and yeah. that's it. So I ain't going yeah. further than that. And and the amount of stuff that comes up really? is unbelievable, unbelievable for free. Yeah, for free. And yeah. there's a danger in there that you you don't need all this stuff, and I'm not into that. But, I, you know, as we've discussed on this mm. programme, I do need some freezer storage. Mm-hmm. I've now got a space at the workplace where I'm allowed to have a freezer. Yeah. But I don't want to go and buy a freezer for 100 and whatever quid. Mm. I'll get one for free. Yeah. And I have. And yeah. not only got one, I've got two. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. Absolutely bananas. Yeah. And these things do come around. And, um, and so now that will mean that I can have some deep f- freezer storage for fruit and vegetables as well, yeah. but mainly for meat. And um, and as things come up, it means I can I can take advantage of those opportunities. Maybe. And it's not bad, is it? You've had a serious bit of stewage today. Oh, it's beautiful stew, mate. Beautiful stew. Hold on, that's going to be wonky there. I'm going to pull it out, mate, when we do the other side. Oh, okay. All right, well, shall we take a bit of a break there? Because we had a little bit of a thing we wanted to talk about, didn't yep, we? Yeah, we have, yeah. So we'll, we'll take a short break there and we'll come back and talk about uh, another topic. Okay, and we're back. So we wanted to um, talk about another little topic, and well, it's keeping quail really. You know, I've, I've obviously keep chickens at home, and I'm really pleased to be able to report my oldest bird has laid twice the last two days. Oh my god! I know she's ancient. Bless her. That's unbelievable. She started pumping out eggs again. So I've been taking. Well, she knew, mate. She I, knew. I, I know. I she know. knew. You were looking at it again. You. No, I'm not. No, we don't in my house, but I am, I am looking at it and going. I could. I probably need to get two more this year. Yeah, hey, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, so I sh- I'm going to go and find myself a couple more. Don't worry about no, it. You're going to sort me out, yeah. I really will. <laughs> okay, sort me out. all right. Got about 35 coming next oh, yeah. week. Right. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell her two died in transit. <laughs> two died in transit. What are you like? Um, so no, I need to get myself a couple more laying hens. Yeah. I want to try and get some that lay different colours to what I got eggs wise. So, so we're getting white rangers. Yeah. Uh, ones that lay the green eggs. Oh, okay. And then ones that lay brownies. I'd like one of those green oh, eggs mate. if I can get on those. That'd be amazing. I think, um, I think that they're a Moran. Oh, wow, okay. They're variant. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're laying hybrids, but yeah. it's a Moran, isn't it? Yeah. All speckled. So, I've, got, I've, got, I've got, yeah, I've got light brown, dark brown, and white, and blue at the moment, so... Yeah, oh, blue eggs. The blue eggs are beautiful, I see um, So, but... Isn't it mad how they're more money, though? People what? people pay, don't Extra they, more money. blue eggs. Which is the only bit you don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because they're the same in size. They've ordered that. Even, even the inside of the shell's the same colour. Oh, no. It's just the outside. Well, they look nice different. in the pan, right? Yeah, crack yeah, yeah, it, yeah, get yeah. in the pan. Mind you, I suppose they look good in a boiled egg, don't they? Yeah, but you still chuck that bit away. I know. And I, to be honest with you, I don't eat much blue food as it goes. <laughs> no. Blueberries, is it? Blue Smarties. Blue, no, I definitely don't eat them. <laughs> hey, that's about your clubbing days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you was, oh, when you, hey, look at that. Look, look at that friction fit, mate. mate. That is amazing. Look at that. Oh, you're my hero. I'll tell you what it looks like when I do it. Does You're going to get the old, big old bad boy tool out in a minute though, mate. Come on, draw a nice big hole in that front. Yeah, the bee's yeah. coming out. going to use a drill, bit and brace. Old oh, school. Old school. Oh, old school, mate. I was going for... Nice uh, bit and brace. Anyway, so obviously lots of people listening to this probably keep 
chickens yeah. back garden. Uh, there may well be quite a few people that keep quail as well, but I think they're probably a little bit less common. I think. Um, but right. you had some questions about quail, didn't you? On, I was did. on the Facebook group. Yeah, I can't remember the lady's name, so I apologise about it in advance. And I, but we were just chatting about quail because I was saying that my quail was starting to get really prolific. Now they're not mine; yep. they're my daughter's. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's a vegetarian? And they got names, aren't they? They're like pets. They've got names. They are pets. Um, and I kept quail previously, and I kept them in rabbit hutches. Yeah. And the way we keep them now is far, far superior. Okay. So um, maybe we take a photo of that for you. Yeah. Dark, and we yep. can have a look at that. So we keep ours in a walk-in run. Yep. Which is six foot by probably three feet. Yeah. Maybe a bit more. Maybe three. So and six long, three wide, and and it's six high. And you, and you can walk the, in. That is the key. Now I mm. bought that run off eBay, and mm. it was hundred and ten pounds or something mm. like that, and it's been worth it. Yeah. Um, you, you could make it, yep. but I don't think you could buy the timber for that and the and the wire mesh. Yeah, You could make it out of chicken wire, but it, they love it in there. Mm. They look so healthy. Now, she does look after them really well, Eleanor, and um, obviously I spoke to her about talking about them and stuff. She refused to do an interview, though, didn't she? Bless we did her. ask her if she would, she, but she no. She, she's, she's, she's happy for us to talk about them. A bit microphone she, shy. She told us, didn't she, how amazing we've got to say they are. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and what there are some reasons why I would keep quail over poultry, mm -hmm. right? And the reasons would be that they have a very short turnaround time if you're interested in eating meat. Yeah. So it's about eight weeks for 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 quail to come into um, maturity. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you've got an incubator at home and you keep a cockbird, obviously you're almost getting into that kind of sufficiency. Mm. I don't think you could grow unless you've got enough space. You, and you want to eat a lot of quail, mm. but it is a protein source. Yeah, but you could right? easily produce enough quail in the space you've got to eat yeah. quail once a week. Do you reckon? Through the whole year, I reckon. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, do. I might need. A, I think I might need about three or four pens maybe, to raise maybe in maybe different more, ages yeah. in there. Yeah, maybe. But if you've got the incubator, mm. that's fine. And that's because quail are actually rubbish at incubating their own eggs. Oh, okay. They're not very good at it. Yeah. They're not very maternal, if I'm honest mm. with you. And they would do it mm. um, if we let them nest a load, but then mm. halfway through, quite often they can just get up and leave them <laughs> really? and stuff like that. But obviously they can do it. Mm. But the other big reason is they don't make any noise, right? Okay. So I haven't got a cockerel, but bloody hell, my hens are loud when they're yeah, laying yeah, yeah, yeah. They are really loud, yeah, oh, yeah. right? And that's yeah. not just in the morning. That's all day. Yeah. They're loud. Yeah. And we keep a cock um, quail, and it sort of makes a sound. Mm. It doesn't make a, it doesn't crow, yeah. right? So that's one. And my neighbours, I had quail here for a year, and they didn't know we had them. Mm. So... For some people, the noise of the hens and the cockerels is an issue. Yeah. And so this gets around that and negates that. You obviously don't need so much space because they're smaller. Then mm -hmm. half lay a lot of eggs. Mm. So they all lay every day and they have done for this month. And that, mm. that'll probably go on till August, right. September, okay. right? Um, and we keep <clears throat> eight. So we get eight eggs every single day. We get eight mm. quail eggs, which is probably the equivalent of two eggs. Yeah. If you were going to go. But I don't know. Maybe it's because you eat them slower, but... If I have five or six for my lunch, mm. hard-boiled, mm. with a bit of bread, maybe it takes a little bit longer, so you eat mm. them slower. Yeah. I don't know. It's more than adequate for me. Yeah. And believe me, I aren't going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, but the um, you know you know the uh, the noise thing is one thing, but the other thing which is handy is that for a lot of people in their house deeds, it is actually stated that you're not allowed to keep poultry, mm. right? But they're not poultry. Mm. They are classed as game. Yeah. And so if you can't keep chickens in your property because you've got a thing in your deeds which says you're not allowed to keep poultry, you, you are quite entitled to keep quail, which is a nice thing. Yeah. yeah, and they are very easy to incubate and hatch yourself. Yep. 
they're becoming more available. I think more people keep them. Um, you know, Eleanor could sell these as hatching eggs because they're all fertile. Yeah. Hers, because we have a cockerel, obviously, here. <clears throat> but all of the ones I've ever done, I've bought through eBay and mail ordered them right, and okay. bought them. Yeah. And we've had good success rate. Mm. Over half. Yeah. You do hear the stories of people who buy their quail eggs from the supermarket mm. and they um, and they put them in the incubator mm. and hatch them. We, we tried that once with 12 and got mm. one. Yeah. Right. So not very efficient. I think it's probably because you don't know what the stocking rate is. Yeah. And, and they might not have any cockerels with them. They might yeah. be just raising but, quail But if hens. you were if you were looking out for cuz mm. I I know of places yeah. Yeah. I know of places where I I would have been able to grow to buy quail eggs in the past. Yeah. But people like yourself that sit yeah. on the gate. Yeah. The chances are they will be fertile. Yeah, they probably will. And therefore you could very easily. Yeah. Go and get some of those from your neighbor or whoever you see is selling them. Yeah, and away you go, isn't it? You're, yeah. in, you're in business at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to talk about one of my ideas after we've done this little section, but um, maybe I'll wait for that. Um, yeah, go on. Right. I want to get that dead in there. That's it. That's it. Lovely. That last middle one. There we go, mate. Well, that's a box made, and that looks like a beehive. Yeah, and it's a bit wonky, donkey. It's a little bit wonky, donkey, but, they, but it won't matter. the bees won't care. Actually... Oh, sorry, were you going to say oh, no, something no. there? Oh, it's upside down, that's why. Oh, there we go. It's still wonky. Unless well, your bench is wonky. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, yeah. it is. Right, going. As long as this fits in, we don't care, mate. Frame going frame... Yes, look at that. Almost like what we're doing, mate. Oh, look, that's a good bee space all yeah. the way around. That's looking great, isn't it? All right, and that bottom yeah. lug all right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, looking great. And if we wanted, we could look. We could even bring that up with a strip, but yep. I might actually do that, just so we've got a tight... What do you think of the bottom? I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. I'd just go with the bottom. Do you think that's enough bee space there? I look? do, yeah, because you're going to stick that to straight to the flat to the bottom, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. yeah I could fine. run two bits of strip there. Yeah, if you're worried, just, just do that. Like that. Yeah, just raise it up slightly. Do you know what? I'll get a bit of plastic strip or trim or something yeah. and just bang it in. Yeah. Probably got some in here somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, you're going to say something about... Yeah, so, well, now let's finish talking about right. quail and then I'll talk so, about so another project. So, can I ask you a couple of questions then? Because yeah. I've never kept quail, right? Yeah. So, how hardy are they? So, my quail lived outside. That's me kicking the bucket. Hey! <laughs> uh, my quail lived outside all year. Right. So, they're okay. fully hardy. And they've got a little like little hutch or a little shelter in there? Don't lock them away, though. No. No. Now, the only thing that the quail have got is they've got a kickboard all the way around the bottom. Yeah. So, there's no draft. Right, okay. Right? Your biggest problem with quail will be rats. Yep. All right. So you do need to watch that. We yep. get the food in religiously every night, and we've yep. not had a problem out the front. Right. Rats will attack and kill quail. Right. No okay. shadow of doubt. Yep. Right. Uh, the quail that we keep are on hard floor. Yep. Now I'm not saying that a rat couldn't get in there if it wanted, because it's got mm. mesh, mm. but it's quite hard to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. And they are on bark mulch. Yep. Which we bought just one sack, and they, they're still on the same one. Mm -hmm toss it over the one thing that you do need to have is access to some sort of pine um, boughs or, yeah. or um, evergreen kind mm -hmm. of and then you just you just rest them in the corners because yeah. they really do need protection from above yeah whether that's perceived or real so yeah um, they do fly yeah unlike poultry so mm -hmm. you need to bear that in mind if you lose a quail it's you, 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 you ain't it. getting it yeah. yeah I mean what they tend to do is flap and then land and then sit really still because they're like what the hell yeah so you can walk over and pick them up normally, but these have never come out no. because it's got the headroom in there. So if mm -hmm. they flap about, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but more often than not, 
they're in they're in um, indoors, but they don't sleep in their hutch. They go in the corners underneath oh, the sort okay. of right. pine, or they might go with. There's one bit where there's a couple of logs balanced up, and they get in under that. Yeah. Um, so presumably, that, you could almost plant some things in there to do that. Yeah, job. yeah. A lot of people do, or you could put things in there in pots. Yeah. You know, and they would provide a bit of shade mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Mine have got a solid roof as well. They've yeah. got a polycarb roof. And it stay that probably keeps it a little bit warmer in I'm there. I'm going to say I'd recommend that anyway for all those sorts of things. It just keeps the ground dry. Yeah, it does. Like yeah. Mine's covered with the, the yeah. chickens, as you know, and yeah. so and they better. are so happy in there. Yeah. Well, you can see when you look yeah. at them, they look really healthy, don't they? Yeah, they, they do, look yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, so I think that if you if you if you have got the opportunity, they actually fit in quite well with the chickens, eh? All right. I would keep them now alongside. Would you? Yeah, because let's just say you know. We get another. If we had a lockdown and we couldn't get out, or meat became difficult mm. to get off, it's not hard to upscale this. What I've got here, yeah, I haven't got a cockerel, no, and I can't upscale no. that, no, you know. And from a pure prepping point of view, if mm. I've got a cockerel, everyone knows I've got a cockerel, yeah, yeah. not anybody yeah. knows I've got quail, no, and no. and it wouldn't take long, you know, maybe two months for me to upscale this into meat production yeah. if I wanted it, yeah, and if I wanted to. Yeah. And if my daughter wasn't a vegetarian, I'd have no problem doing it, yeah, but they're hers, remember. Um, so. So it's just like a kind of additional part yeah. of it. And the quail eggs are amazing. Mm. And I don't find them fiddly. You know, I just get a load of them. I've got a special pair of scissors, though, yeah, which are really handy. Before, yeah. um, and they um, and they just nip the top off. They're like a cigar cutter. Um, they are pretty good to keep on food as well. They don't eat okay. too much. Um, you can I did balk a, a bit of the price of a sack of feed. It's, 20, it's about £17, yeah. right, for a 20 kilo sack. Yeah. But... I think that will probably last those eight birds, maybe two months, three oh, months. Okay. So it probably works yeah. out quite similar, doesn't yeah. it? And yeah. at the moment, I'm selling those eggs because I've got surplus yeah. for two pound a dozen. So that's two pound every whatever one, two, three, yeah. four. I don't know. Every six days. Yeah. Every six days, I make. I sell how many no. dozen? You eight a day, mate. No, yeah, no. I was. I'm every six days. I'm yeah. selling because I don't get a dozen a day. No. So, um, they are probably they would pay for their feed probably. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, same as chickens do. But we eat them hard boiled. Yep, and they're delicious, mate. We got a minute and a half bit of celery salt or bit of salt. Um, I have them in packed lunch and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, but but there's been times when I haven't had enough eggs and I've just made scrambled eggs with yeah. quail eggs. It takes a little while to get them out, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I like them in. I love them over venison steak. So mm. if you have a little medallion backstrap steak of venison mm. with a quail egg on top, fried, mm. oh man, steak and eggs like that yeah. is serious. That's great. Yeah. We'll have that next time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I just think they're really nice little birds and they're really mm. easy to keep. Mm. If you can keep a rabbit, you can keep quail. Yeah. If you can keep a guinea pig, you can keep quail. And, and in fact, it's actually probably easier. Well, funnily enough, yeah. when I built the guinea pig hutch, yeah. I might have made it so that it could easily be repurposed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, there you go. <laughs> so how high is that? The guinea pig hutch. Mm. Is it walking? No, it's not. It's got too big opening doors, so I might have a problem with them getting out. But Well, no, um, you don't, because what I did is when I had, when I kept mine in hutches, they just need more care in a hutch. Yep. So you've got to clean them out probably every week. Right, yeah. Stuff like that, like you would do with your well, guinea pigs. With the guinea pigs and all I did was I actually had a lift-off roof, okay. but I had a piece of net. Yeah. It's very important if they're in a low structure yeah. that you have a soft net because they are known they to flap fly. up and hit their head on the oh, ceiling. Okay. So you just oh. have a bit of soft net. Yeah. Or... Take two feet square out the corner of your blooming chicken run and put them yeah. in there. Or 
You could probably put him in with the chickens. Well, I've seen him kept two guinea pigs. And stuff I, like I worry about the rats with the chickens. Yeah, yeah, do that's get, fair enough. Do get the occasional yeah. rat in there, especially in the. I know time. people who keep them in a greenhouse. Cradle yeah, in the greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what waste of the greenhouse? No, they keep it with their plants. Mate. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, they do eat lettuce as well, though. That's yeah. They won't damage the other plants. Though, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say, but oh, grow oh, big oh. pots, mate. Might be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean eat tomatoes, so you'd be. No, yeah, I'll be alright. Mine will be tomatoes by the middle of summer. Okay, so we're saying that if you um, consider it, maybe it's something to think thinking about. I think it's a really nice little thing to consider, mm. and it's something that they live about three years. I'd say Do they? three, two or three years, wow. maybe three or four years if you look after them well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know because we're still in the first bit, you know. Yeah. But this is their second year, yeah. and they're laying really well. Yeah, and I think they're going to lay really well next year, and yeah. we'll see how we go. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So it's something which, if you've got an incubator, you only ever pay out once. Yeah. Which is another good thing, isn't it? You know, every time me and you need a new hen, a laying hybrid, we're 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 going to pay out well, twenty, nearly twenty quid now. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, or do it the way I've done it before, which is to incubate. The yeah, eggs. if you haven't got an incubator. Yeah, I borrowed your incubator and yeah. then paid you back in cockbirds, yeah, didn't I? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> they lovely, they was. <laughs> so yeah, so that was the first thing I wanted to talk about. Mm. And so the second thing I've wanted to talk about is that. Obviously, the, where I'm working now, there's going to be a lot of produce. And mm -hmm. eventually, that will go into some business. Yeah. You know, we're doing self-sufficiency first, but it will go in. But it got me thinking about what I can do and what I could do to make a few quid. Mm. And so, um, my next build after I've done these is mm. I'm going to build a little stall. Oh, for, okay. In front of the house. Yeah. And even though I don't have a lot of things that, to sell all the time, yeah. I have some things to sell all the time. Yeah. So, at the moment, it would be quail eggs. Mm -hmm. And it would be... Um, surplus chicken eggs yeah and i could probably sell the odd jar of honey on a good year but yeah. you know back in the day yeah not the moment we'll that eventually. but but pegs because yeah. i can make my green woodwork and stuff yeah. and wouldn't it be nice if you could walk you know in this locality where there's a lot of people with big gardens mm. if i've got bundles of hazel bean poles mm -hmm. which i'm selling out there in mm. lots of 10 just mm -hmm. bundled up I think they would sell. Yeah. Yeah. Some green wood yeah. products like that. And then taking a leaf out of your book now, I don't need my greenhouse here. Mm -hmm. I don't need it anymore. Mm. So what could I do with it? I could just get rid of it mm. or I could grow loads of tomatoes in it yeah. and sell, sell them. them. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't need them here anymore. No. I've got, I don't need anything else, yeah. you know? So I was thinking, well, what could I grow that people would have around here? Mm. I'll grow a few vegetable seeds next year mm -hmm. and I'll just put them on my little store yeah. and... It doesn't take anything. It doesn't take anything. Well, once I've got you've a done space. It, once you've done it and I start making my, because that's one of my things for this year, is getting mm. my beauty products one. Yeah. Cosmetic products up there, not beauty products. I'll, I'll need a hell of a lot, lot of them, mate. mate. <laughs> there ain't enough in the world, mate, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to make it in those 25 what? gallon buckets. You, if you can work that on you, you will be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you know those big fermenting drums? Make it in there with a little tap. I reckon I could use, you know those things that you spray? Yeah. For spraying crops. You stand there and I'll just give you a little oh, pressure washer. Oh, mate. <laughs> well, I'd like to see that. Well, those little cosmetics yeah. I'm making. I'll, I'll make a few up and you can have a few for your stall here as well and see if they I sell. I think they would sell. So mm. it's little things that I can make and make for nothing or, or find or do, you know? But as you know, I'm not adverse to going to the boot fair and getting a few tools. Yeah. And restoring them. Yeah. Or I'll put a sign on it saying, I'll sharpen your tools. Yeah. Spend an evening doing someone's yeah. chisels here or whatever. Yeah. And so it's just about getting getting your name out a little bit. And, you know, I live up a little drive, so it will be all word of mouth. Mm. It won't be anyone 
I'll put a sign down at the bottom which yeah. just says eggs and you know yeah. little things up here. Mm. Um, and then I'll make my little stand up which mm. you can see from the bottom mm. and I'll enjoy making it. Yeah. And I'll make it for nothing. I can yeah. tell you that it'll be pallet yeah. built and I'll make it look nice and then we'll see what happens. And I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, that's never, a really wanted to, idea. never wanted to done done it before. No. Never no, never wanted to do it. But um there's a pet, someone around here who sells they've got a little bookstall, you know, like a book drop oh, swap. Yeah. Yeah. And they often have eggs, mm. right? And then they've got a little tiny polytunnel. And sometimes they sell chilies, right? Mm. But because I've got this five by five little plastic greenhouse, mm. honestly, what's it going to do? It's just a shed at the moment. Mm. It's just got my yeah, little it's full of full of pots at the minute, isn't it? So why not? Yeah, fill it. The one thing I would like to do is I would like to not buy pots, though. I'd like to not buy them, and I'm not going to go down the making them out of paper. No, I'm going to find a way of um, getting something to grow things in, which I could then sell from. And the one thing that I read in, what's his name, that guy who does, Harrison, the allotment man, mm. the UK allotment, what's his name, something Harrison. He does he does the books which are like the, the sort of like the modern guru Bible right, book okay. of yeah. allotment growing. Right. John Harrison is okay. his name. Right. Really great books. And one of the things he said is that he went into somewhere like Costa mm. and said, can I have your cups, your used, used cups? cups. Okay. Just stack me up them. Yeah. I, in, 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 in a day, I'll have enough. Yeah. And if they're willing to give it. Now, the Costa ones are pretty big, but if you go into some like garages and places like that where they offer mm. the free drinks while you wait, and there's mm. a bin right there full mm. of them in there. Yeah. Just get, I'll just get mm. some of those or something mm. like that. Yeah. Or you, I mean, yogurt pots would be ideal, but mm. but they're not, they're, they're a bit small now, yogurt pots, aren't they? You know, some of them are. I'm yeah. trying to think of the way yeah. to do that, and yeah. and I'll and I'll I'll come up with something mm. because what I would like to do is not have any cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the soil will be the one thing. That'd be your compost, be big biggest. But place. I can dig compost. Yeah, yeah. I can make compost. Yeah. I can get compost. Yeah. I'm not where I'm now working. I, yeah. It's not beyond the realms of possibility to make some topsoil. Yeah. To invert. Yeah. Invert. You know, take a strip out and say, "Well, the make turn the turn the grass over." Yeah. 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 Bow it to make it. Mm. And add the animal. I've done it. I've done that before. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's Absolutely brilliant. Not. It's not yeah. beyond the realms of possibility to do that. Yeah. So that that little venture, I'm quite excited about. Mm. You know, because I can hand make the pegs and hand make some spoons and things like. Yeah. I'm not sure that those things will sell off. No. That. I no. think it will be plants yeah. and um, eggs. It's just those. It's going to be those impulse buys. So two or three quid. People go. Oh, I've got. Two. Oh, yeah, I've got enough money. That'll do. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying, but I know that when. The times when I have used a local stall mm. is when I wake up on Sunday yeah. and I want breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to get in the car. Yeah. Because where we live, there is no shop to walk mm. to, mm. you know, in this little hamlet. Yeah, there, I suppose. Yeah, so for here, it's different. So for here, it's different because me, I can't well, yeah. go to a shop. Yeah. And so it's like, do you want eggs? Oh, I'll just go and get some up the road, see if yeah. I've got any. Yeah. And, if, and at the moment, that won't be a problem no. stocking that. No. Um, I'd like to try and find a good source of boxes is the only thing. Egg boxes? Quail egg boxes I've got a problem with because they're plastic, mm. right? And you can buy compressed cardboard ones, mm. but they're like four times the price. They're really expensive. Mm. So I'm looking at some packaging ways of thinking about doing that. And, you know, I've got mm. some ideas, but I'll probably do them on a return basis. That's what I do. Yeah. I just All I've done is I've made up and I print them out myself, made up a little label and I just glue it on the boxes. Yeah. And Please I'll say, return. I'll just say, you know, a, bit, a little bit about the, the chickens we got and the eggs and why they're different colours and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And then... To help us reduce waste, please return. Yeah, and, and I've got there's a few people that in the area, and it tends to be the same people. Yeah, I think. they know them, don't they? They know, and they're they're coming past. They look and check to see yeah. if I've got any eggs yeah. in there, and then they'll, next time they come past, they'll drop it off yeah. again. 
And I've got I've got egg boxes I've been using from the start with yeah, that. That's great. Yeah. That's and the great. other thing with egg boxes as well is if you say to your friends and family, "Can I have your egg boxes, please?" Yeah, You'll be will get, inundated. Yeah, yeah, get loads. <clears> and the <throat> and the alternative is once I build up a bit of reputation, yeah, there will be neighbours here who say, "Can I have six a week?" Yep. So don't put them on the stall. Yeah. Just put them on my doorstep. Yeah. And I've got no problem doing that because yeah. I can walk everywhere. So, yeah. so that little enterprise is what I'm going to try and do. Nice. And it might not be that it really comes about until next year, because by the time I've built the stall, yeah. the eggs won't be as bountiful. This yeah. is the real egg time, isn't it? Yeah. Now, from now, from oh, end of May, you know, they're yeah. absolutely popping them out, yeah. aren't they? But, um, but there's no reason why I can't start it off and see what comes about. Well, you know? I think once you've got the stall, you've got the stall. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I've, I've only built a tiny little table. Yeah. It's in mine, haven't you? Yeah. But beans table. and courgettes, I could put on it this year. Easy, yeah. I'll have them. I'll, I'll have enough. My plants sold really well. It's about getting the, what you've got to find what the market wants. I found I struggled to sell cabbages, but yeah. all the warm weather crops, you know, the beans, courgettes, courgettes tomatoes, 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 and courgettes particularly, chilies. Yeah, they like sold them. really well. Okay. Those plants sold really well when I was doing it. Um, and you can more than cover your costs on that. It's just a bit of fun as well. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I just found that you know, I don't know, I raised maybe twenty or thirty quid, but that was my seed seed to pay for for the year. There you go. You know, when you think about it like that, that's not too bad, is it? Well, and how much? But how much does that then accrue? Those seeds. How much money do you save because you grow your own veg? Oh, hundreds of pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so it just it just about doubles up, doesn't it? So yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, I must cut it short there, mate. Yeah, no, we're, well, we're kind of done, aren't we? But I think we're more or less yeah. done there. So. The only thing we haven't talked about is what people could be doing now. But Shall we do it, it, just do it really quick. It then. takes it's really going to take about five words in it. Sow so, all your seeds now. Sow <laughs> <laughs> everything you have yeah, got. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was going to say. It's, it's pretty much if you're out there and you are thinking, I want to sow some stuff. By the time you're hearing this, you pretty much can sow whatever you like. Yeah. Um, you just need to be aware, just some particularly further north, maybe. Frost from where date. we are. Frost dates. Yeah. I mean, mine's now, I've chance of me seeing a frost now is very yeah. small, right? I think I will. But you we may well do. Low, but, uh, yeah. The weather's set fair for a few weeks, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. It might well be right. we've got away with it, but just be aware of that and make sure you've got somewhere to put them as they get bigger. But you can certainly be sowing anything now. And if you've got any kind of cover outdoors, so greenhouse, one of those little grow houses. Anything like that. Sheet of polythene. Sheet of polythene. Bit of glass you can put over the top. It will germinate underneath that now in this temperature you've been having lately. So go for it with that. Um, anything else we should be doing really, mate? Getting your getting your bee swarm traps out. We're obviously making hours with a view to getting them out yeah, as soon as definitely. possible. Yeah. Um, it's know. not a bad time to start with poultry either. No. It's no. not a bad time. What you might find, and this is definitely worth a, a little um, a, a little note, is if you go down to your local um, poultry dealer, so wherever they sell your lane hybrids, yeah. Um, point to lay chickens or whatever they call them in your area. If you go in to there and ask if they have any scruffy birds, yeah, definitely. That is definitely worth a, a, a question because what they'll sell you then is the the birds that look a bit tatty where they've been a bit pecked because of what they'll have done at this point of the year is overstock. Yeah. Um, in with a view to trying to sell as many as they can, and of course with overstocking, then what you've got is opportunities for you to get those birds that have been a bit beaten up with the old yeah. Absolutely. Too many in there Absolutely. and get them out of there as soon as wrong possible. With them. Absolutely nothing wrong with them at all. Just got a few less feathers, haven't they? And they'll very soon bounce back. And and again, I know most people who listen to this will be, but there's free poultry housing out there. You don't need to spend hundreds of that. If you you don't want to make it, fair enough. But there are people who say, Mm. you know, poultry, and you will get it for a considerable less amount because it's a big, it's a lot of money, isn't it? It it is. And the other thing, if money's an issue, is looking out for those 
Um, ex ex well, not battery, but ex Warrens, uh, yeah. Was, you, what do you call them? Well, Warrens is the breed normally. Well, okay. Warren is the name of the hen. Well, those ones that are coming out that Peter quite often posts so about to so rehome. So they will yeah. be probably barn or caged birds, because yeah. we still have caged yeah. birds in this yeah. country. Um, but they will be an absolute bargain if yeah. you get them, and they'll be the friendliest birds you've ever had. Yeah. The only thing I would say is that you might lose one or two in the first yeah, few weeks. So before, they're not yeah. often the best ones for kids okay. if you're going to do it with little kids oh, because, okay. because you could get four and mm. you might lose one or two quite early. Yeah. You might be all right with that, yeah, but, kids might not but be, the yeah. kids might yeah. not be. So. So, so definitely think about getting out there and, and perhaps rehoming some. But if you can't do that, then looking at for scruffy birds if you're looking to save some money. Yeah, uh, definitely worth doing. Uh, alternatively, go down the route of getting yourself an incubator and incubating your own eggs. But just be aware that you'll probably get some cockbirds you've got to deal with then as well. And that's if you're not a far, whole other set of skills. If you're not far, bring them up. <laughs> if you're not far, bring them up. Mugly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else, mate? Is that? I think that's about it. What has that. been nice is to I've been trying to put a few more pictures. On yeah, the, on that's the, been really on, nice to on, see you posting on there. On that's the the traffic, page. Yeah. And what's nice is that people have been starting to. Talking, yeah, people been talking, and we've had a few. I'd new really new like to lately. see other people's photos yeah. of what they're doing, yeah, you know, because it, it, it spurs you on, doesn't it, when you yeah. see what someone else has done and stuff. And it might only be that you made a nice dinner out of an omelette or whatever, mm. or your own eggs, or you've seen the first leaves come out on something, but just share it because mm. it's not about just me and you. I mean, there's no. about 200 people now, isn't there? Getting on you that know, way, yeah, all yeah. over, and we've yeah. got people in different parts of the world and yeah. stuff like that. So if you're interested. Get some pictures out. Yeah. Don't be shy. No. What's the worst going to happen? We're all going to look at your picture. Yeah, yeah. No one's yeah. going to say anything bad. No, no. It's very friendly. Ooh, look at your tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> My ones are bigger than your yeah. ones. No, no. Run out like that. It's not like that, are they? Right. Um, the other thing to say, just very quickly, is get your bean poles up, get your pea oh, sticks yeah. up, yeah. all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, get your netting up. If oh, you want to do know. this. I'll have a go, Shy. You need a big belly for this job. Oh, bro. no, I'll let you do it then, mate. No, I think you'll be uh, all right. You'll be, you'll be all right, fella. Um, but, yeah, get, get yourselves ready so that when you are starting to plant stuff out and when you're ready to plant it out, you're not having to rush around trying to put up fencing and netting and poles and whatever else it might be like I have been in recent years. All right, so get out there. Get it done. Get yourself ready. I'm just using this bit and braces here. Push, push, man. Push with my big belly. Really like that. Okay, so if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to today, thank you very, very much for listening. Please do tell everyone you know about us. Uh, get it on all your social media. Um, mention it wherever you might be posting and talking. Uh, and obviously, tell your friends, tell your family, get people coming to listen. Obviously, we're trying to grow this community. The more people are involved, uh, the more interesting it is for all of us. So uh, thank you very much for your support. We will speak to you again very soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. So thanks very much everyone for listening through to the end of another episode of uh, the Urban Hampstead and UK podcast. If you've enjoyed what you're listening to, please come and join us on our Facebook group. Uh, you can come find us on Urban Homestead in UK on Facebook. Uh, come and find us on Instagram and uh, all those other good places. Please tell your friends about us and uh, do come and listen again. Thank you. Bye-bye.